Hello, y'all, and welcome to another episode on SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker. I am very glad that you are visiting today. We've got another special episode of the STL Topics, where I am joined with co-host Jeremy Dunn, and basically we will be talking uh, for a half an hour about, uh, you know, different musical topics, which that's why it's called SDL Topics. So <laughs> anyway, uh, let's welcome Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Uh, you seem to be pretty popular around here, <laughs> both with fans and my children. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> good to have you here every time. Uh, today, we will be discussing the power of music. Mm. Which, when we were talking about it earlier, you mentioned, you know, that that's could be a very uh, wide range, deep sort of subject. Yeah. And I'm hoping to kind of squeeze out a few topics, you know, out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's enough there, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for music and, and uh, the kind of influence and power that it has over mm -hmm. people, situations, you know, brain activity, whatever it is. Yeah, I think the, I think, you know, for me, when you brought the topic up, the, the, most obvious thing for me, at least when you talk about the power of music is that emotional uh, response that it gets out of us mm -hmm. as listeners. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's just so powerful T to me. That's the most appealing thing personally about music. Yeah. Um, it's just how it can make you feel, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, I think of uh, I think of my son Liam, who has uh, many disabilities, and you know here he is, age fourteen, and one of his favorite toys is something that he's played with for a very long time, which is rock and roll Elmo guitar, <laughs> and uh, we started buying those for him. I think he got his first one at age one and a half or two maybe <laughs> but um he can't see very well he can't hear very well and he loves to see the lights and when i say see the lights i mean he holds this guitar up to his eyes and he he stares <laughs> at them and he watches them go off and you know he he there's he's figured out how to trigger the guitar and it triggers the sounds and to him you know to, to hold that speaker that very loud speaker <laughs> right up to his ear and to listen to that music um it's amazing to see how he comes alive when mm -hmm. he does that i mean that is his absolute favorite thing in the world and some of it is the lights but i know so much of it is the actual music mm -hmm. you know and um there's so many things we can like about music um we can like the lyrical content or we can like um you know, something about the, the aesthetics of the music, the way it makes us feel. But, um, you know, I think Liam shows us something really important, which is it's the the pleasure that we get out of listening to music. For mm -hmm. Liam, it's these Fisher-Price engineered <laughs> uh, guitar licks, and it's Elmo screaming, jam with Elmo every once in a while, and yeah, you can do it. And Which would make most of us like want to go out of our minds, I know, I'm sure. yes, I know. We have company over, and Liam's banging these guitars around. He, he breaks one a week, it seems like, and we just buy another one and replace it. There's banging, there's Elmo, there's guitar screeching, and it's just white noise to us. It's background noise, you know. But... Um, 
you know, I think f- for Liam, it, you know, it, he shows us something. It's not about this entire song. It doesn't have to be about mm. this packet of of picture that a that a um, song can deliver. Um, he shows us it's just simply the presence of music mm-hmm. in our lives can bring us joy, brings us pleasure, brings us comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very powerful, it's a very powerful tool. Does he respond uh, when you guys are, you know, practicing for worship leading or when you're writing songs? Yeah, he he definitely does when we're when we're at church and we're playing. Um, he's always loved to get up there and put his ear on the stage. He mm-hmm. loves to crawl up and put his ear on the stage. Um, he absolutely loves that. When when um, when you hold Liam, he will get up close and he will hug you and he will put his ear up to your mouth, <laughs> as you know, mm-hmm. and he'll want you to talk to him. You want to send him over the edge, sing to him. <laughs> And every morning when I get down on the floor and get him dressed for school, um, I find myself just singing these nonsensical songs. I just improvise mm. these songs about Liam or about Liam and how how Liam's day is going to go, <laughs> what Liam means to us. I, you know, I'll just say anything nonsensical or whatever, you know, and just singing out loud. And he loves that. He loves free to just sing out loud and mm. and he knows who it is and he knows where it is or you know where he is mm-hmm. as we sing um yeah so it, it gives him a real sense of of like knowing wh- what's going on mm-hmm. that music does mm-hmm. and i mean that i mean that's basically i think why we all love music yeah it orients us in a yeah. way yeah mm-hmm. and yet in the same way it can send me out into the you know floating out into the stratosphere somewhere just <laughs> you know kind of leaving my you know the stress or the uh, sadness or the whatever it is that I might be angry about at the time you know it just it can kind of take me out of that yeah. and just push me into a world that that uh, exists outside of all of the chaos yeah here. I mean I think the best example of that is on Sunday mornings <laughs> you know uh-huh it's ten thirty Sunday morning rock, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of absurd when you think about it, but um, you know, who knows what happened on the way to church um, in the in that week before, you mm-hmm. know. But then Sunday we all show up, and mm-hmm. um, you know, those songs. There, there's all sorts of things that happen when people worship together. Mm-hmm. But um, then there's this personal thing that happens. The music just. Um, and and of course the words and the experience of the whole thing just centers us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And which makes me, uh, I've believed for years, you know, that there is um, different types of feelings, different spirits that kind of attach themselves to music. Because you know, even I mean, the places in the Bible where it says that He inhabits the praise mm-hmm. of His people, yeah. um, that it's the music that you know, that helps us connect to God right then. Um, and, you know, then there's there's times where uh, just listening to music can bring a spirit of peace. Um, other times listening to other kinds of music can bring a spirit of fear or a spirit of anger. You know, yeah. it's very interesting what music it can is. do. Yeah, it, it can bring anxiety. Yeah. Can, not only does it bring us to a place of peace or anger, but um, again, it it's, uh, you know, and I don't know, I'm not a scientist, um I, I've seen it over and over again. I've seen music change the atmosphere. I've mm-hmm. seen it change people's mood. But um, 
you know, I've got to think that it's that emotional response, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of is that initiator of whatever is to follow. It certainly gets past our logical thinking. Hmm. And I find that if something can touch my emotions um, even stronger than it can touch my logic, uh, it's got a hold of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is why, you know, if someone's going to sit down and watch a scary movie, Maybe it would be scary to just, you know, watch it with the sound off, but you get those, you know, high sort of strings in (laughs) there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's going to get past your logic of you saying, this is just a movie, this is just pretend, and that music's going to get in there, and you know something's coming, and you're like on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think of going to like Disney World and, mm-hmm. you know, just immediately the happy music they start playing. <laughs> and it just, you know, if you're into it, if you uh-huh. if you buy into it, if you're willing to, you know. Kind of let go a little. Yeah, it'll just send you, you know, you're just like you get pulled right into that yeah. world, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's a lot like uh, that sense of smell. You know, they say that sense of smell brings back memories like mm-hmm. it's a very powerful thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. christmas time is a perfect example you know um it, or even just the you know you christmas open up a, music. yeah christmas music <laughs> is a perfect example i mean it just uh-huh. it makes you feel ready it it's does. just like it's it's just like you've you know it's been december all year it's mm-hmm. like it was just christmas yesterday you're ready to go again and um i think that um you know, that sense of, of recall that we get when we hear a piece of music, um, it brings back memories. Um, it takes you back to a certain place in time, mm-hmm. you know, and in, and in many respects, at least for me, I mean, that's just as powerful or maybe more powerful and more effective yeah. than like the sense of smell, you know, mm-hmm. music is that, you know, is that trigger for being in a certain place in time. I know that, um, you know, there's, when I was, um, we were taking um, our kids to Barcelona. It was uh, my son Liam and my daughter Bailey, who passed away shortly after this story had taken place. But um, I remember she was about 12 months old, 13 months old, and we were going to Barcelona and we were on a plane, and it was an overnight flight, and so everyone was asleep. The lights were down, and I'd plugged my headphones into the to the armrest and picked up on one of the BBC stations. And um, they were playing um, Coldplay's Rush of Blood to the Head mm. in its entirety. Mm. And it felt like that, you know, me and my, my daughter um, – were the only ones in the plane that were awake. And it kind of felt like that moment was ours, you know? Mm. And so later when I got back to the States and I, and she had passed away and I bought that CD, I mean, it was just amazing how it wow. took me. And it still yeah. takes me back to that moment. I mean, not only is that album incredible and classic, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean, it is like it, it forever has this one place that it will take me to. And yeah. I listened to it, so much, you know, I mean, I listened to that thing, you know, front to back for two years straight, you know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. in heavy rotation and there's plenty of other opportunities for me to associate those songs with other activities in my life. Mm-hmm. But every time I hear it, I go back to just that one <laughs> point in time. That is exactly what happened. Um, 
right before Chris had gone overseas uh, to be in the war for a year back about 10 years ago or so longer than that. Wow. But uh, anyway, um, I was visiting him. He was stationed in Savannah for a couple months before he went overseas. Uh, They were training and doing some other stuff. And uh, he had just bought, it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers latest album at that time. And I don't remember which one it is now. Um, Anyway, so he had just bought this new CD of theirs. And so as we were driving around Savannah, because I would go down and visit him almost every weekend the whole time that he was there. And so we would be putting that CD on and driving around Savannah and, you know, talking about him being gone and, and, you know, what was coming up and how to handle the whole situation and that sort of thing. And after that, if they ever played one of those Red Hot Chili Peppers songs on the radio, or, uh, you know, if I just popped that CD in while he was gone, it was... Uh, it was really cool. It was beautiful in a way and yet really painful in another way, you know, because yeah. it just it brought the memories of him so close, even yeah. though he wasn't. And, w- and what's funny is you can you could say that that happens, of course, with pictures, but they're pictures of you in a particular point in time. I mm-hmm. mean, it is that moment. It's mm-hmm. not hard to be pulled back into that moment when you're looking at a picture, you know, mm-hmm. but. I mean, here's here's music that somebody else wrote that you just happened to hear, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then but it, then it becomes yours. I mean, that is like our music. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, that is my that is my music. Um, for you, the the in this case, Chili Peppers. It is your music that belongs to you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and for me, it was that Coldplay album it, that belongs to me, um, and I can hear it. You know. In a Coldplay concert, performed live with, you know, sixty thousand people. <laughs> but that's my song. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's just, um, it's, it's very, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know. Yeah. There was another point uh, when I was pregnant with uh, my oldest little girl, Jasmine, and the last um, month or so had been just really. Uh, yeah, pregnancy isn't always fun. <laughs> and um, it had gotten really, really uncomfortable, especially at night. And I was also because it was my first pregnancy, I didn't know what to expect, you know, with the delivery. And um, I was just very prone to being very afraid of the whole thing. And so at night, I would find that because of the pain, you know, just the uncomfortableness and the fear, I would not be able to sleep for a while. Well, um, I don't remember how I came across um, a CD by Fernando Ortega that was that had a lot of hymns on it and his the way that he it was just a very soft peaceful restful just quieting sort of album and so I would listen to that and I could just immediately feel my body at night just oh just kind of mm, let go yeah and I would be able to fall asleep and uh, in fact I had that music playing for a while while I was in the delivery room <laughs> with Jasmine um and it was just you know so it's not only comforting uh you know to know that I mean what those hymns were written about you know that God is there and and uh with us through everything but the music itself was just just so peaceful yeah quieting and touching yeah you know if you also think about you know back in the old testament we know the story of saul and david uh and the power that music had on saul you know he had this he had disobeyed god and so basically god kind of gave him over to this spirit of of anger um and anxiety and every time that he would get 
extremely angry and didn't even know how to handle it. He found that he could call for David and David would come in with his harp and play this music and, you know, and uh, it just calmed Saul down. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very spiritual that way. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, it's interesting because, you know, you know, I, I stand by what I just said, that it is spiritual. At the same time, I think that there's something physical that, you know, physiological that happens in us. It is a response. It, it is a reaction. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, we're designed that way. We were created to have that response. And um, I think that, you know, God speaks through music so many times because it is this great vehicle you know, and and you know the obvious example of that is a a song with words. Mm-hmm. You know, or I've been in situations where someone has sung out prophetically, and it was just like this. Even if if it's just a phrase, you know, it's just like this phrase for these people for this moment. Um, and it, you know, people are literally changed. They leave you know, with a different outlook or a different understanding of something. The, the, the music as a carrier of a message mm-hmm. is so powerful. And what's interesting, it doesn't even have to be um, a lyrical message. And we've also brought up, you know, the last couple of times that we have talked, you know, the fact that um, that a lot of the stuff that you write does not have lyrics, and yet it carries you know, this hopefulness to it yeah. Um, that doesn't need lyrics. You know, another interesting aspect of, of music as a carrier of a message is even in, um, like, when we look at our children and these teaching songs, <laughs> you know, these songs that, um, you know, the ABCs, for instance, you know, I mean, everyone knows that. Everyone learned their ABCs probably because of that song, or at least, uh-huh. you know, uh, with the help of that song, all the way up to, you know, hymns. I mean, hymns have always just been a way of of getting theology yeah. out there. and being able to remember it. Um, when I was in college, um, I could not for the life of me. I mean, I've been a part of dramas before, plays and all that, Uh I'm not extremely good at plays because my memory, it's just, I can't remember a bunch of words, you know, to say in a row like that. But you put me in an opera, which is what I did when I was in college. I could remember, you know, two and a half hours worth of music if I needed to. Interesting. Just because sure. of the music that was attached to the words. Yeah. You know, I, I could sing my character's lines and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I still remember uh, I was in an Acts class, Book of Acts, and uh, and that was, oh gosh, how old was I? I think it was like 17. It was my first year of college. I don't want to say that was about two, <laughs> over 20 years ago, but it was. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in that Acts class, we had to memorize the whole second chapter of acts and Mm. the only way that i could do it was to put it to a made-up song and i still remember like the first probably seven or eight verses because of that song sure wow yeah (laughs) so yeah 
The books of the Bible, another right. thing. I learned that to a song. <laughs> Presidents of Presidents, the United States. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that great uh, Animaniacs thing with uh, all of the states and capitals. <laughs> I never got to that one. Yeah. Think to, I think it was like to Turkey and the Straw and Yakko <laughs> just saying the like all 50 states with their capitals. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Even in that way, it's, it's crazy how music can get past, not even just get past your mind, but use the things that are in your mind, you mm. know, and and, uh, and benefit you. Yeah. Man, I, I heard a powerful story talking about unlocking what's what's in your mind. And um, I think so much of that is, again, it, it all kind of hovers around this idea of memories and a place you know that that's already inside of you Mm -hmm. you know and life can kind of get you to forget that goodness you know Mm -hmm. and um it's easy to just get busy throughout the day and start forgetting just you know how good it is to be surrounded by family friends and how god how good God is yeah. presently in our lives because we're, we're always attaining to something, you know. But um, someone told me uh, this story um, about someone that they knew, um, and um, th- this um, this person that they knew they they had a family member who um, had actually been kidnapped hmm. by um, extremists uh, in in a small African nation. I forget which one exactly. But um basically I I don't remember the reason why this was a this was a, a missionary or a charity worker or something. Um but they had been kidnapped and I believe it was just for the purpose of getting the ransom. Hmm. You know, we hmm. have we have your man, give us the money. But um it took such a, a long time and I believe the government got involved and wanted to leverage this as a way of, you know, actually catching the, the hmm. people who did the kidnapping. And um, so it was very long and drawn out. And this person was in captivity for, for a really long time. Um, and they would for, I, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think it was, you know, like, 20 hours a day, you know, maybe 16, they made these people, they made this guy and his other friends who were also captives, um, lay on these straw mats out in the sun just, and they would just say, look up. If you look over at us, Mm. if you look over at anyone else, your location, we will shoot you. And so they just had to stare at this sky and, um, He said every once in a while a bird would fly overhead and that was like, you know, watching a movie, you know, to to them. But it reminded them that there was life (laughs) somewhere, you know. Um, There was a way out. But um, I think more interestingly, um, this guy literally kept from losing his mind by um, singing um, Rita Springer songs to himself. And it just centered him. It just wow. brought him back to this place of, um, you know, of remembering, um, you know, who he was and and whose he was, who he belonged to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, you know, those those songs had 
people and places and memories attached to them as well. Mm. And it kept him sharp. You know, he wasn't allowed to do much more. You know, they say like in prison, do exercise if you mm-hmm. can. And, you know, that keeps your mind sharp and physical activity, nothing. He had to lay there on yeah. a straw mat and keep his sanity um, and keep his faith. Yeah. <laughs> and, um he did that just by singing these songs. Wow. You know, I mean, I can't imagine what those songs mean to him now. I mean, obviously yeah. they meant something to him because he chose them in the first place. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he um, without a doubt, you know, credits the power of that music and the content of the music, of course. You know, just keeping his eyes on God, keeping uh, the situation hopeful in his mind. I mean... Wow. That right there, it just shows you how how deep these songs go into us, you know, mentally, yeah. spiritually. So let me ask you this, personally, what is that one album, um, you know, you told us about the, the Chili Peppers, but yeah. I mean, you know, there I, I can think of like these happy, happy songs, you know, these happy albums, happy artists, but specifically albums and songs, you know, that uh-huh. just like... Oh, you can't get away from just <laughs> reliving this moment um, emotionally and just uh, just put you right back there in that point in time. Oh, my. Um, I think that would have to be, believe it or not, probably in, yeah, when I was about 17 or 18. Okay. Um, because I had gone to college for the first year, and I was in the car with one of my friends and happened to hear Enya's Caribbean Blue. Mm. And... It had this, like, lilting but sort of deep um, – there's something about Celtic music anyway that is just very uh, driving and deep. Even if it is lilting, it still has this, sure. uh, you know, just this ball of passion and intensity in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, that's kind of how Caribbean Blue struck me. And I remember after that um, – <laughs> probably shouldn't tell my children this because uh, I don't ever want them to like follow by example or anything but <laughs> I had gotten my license not too long before that and me and a girlfriend of mine would <laughs> go down the road on nights where there was a full moon and it was all I yeah I was one of those hope- hopeless romantic people and <laughs> Um, anytime there was a full moon and it was all silvery and beautiful and, uh, you know, I would just get bit by the bug. Um, and I lived out in a place that fortunately didn't have a whole lot of cars. There was just like long stretches of road that was just like open fields and then trees. And sometimes we would go past these fields that had like this uh, nice steam, you know, just rising up out of the grass and the moon would shine through it. And just, I mean, it was like this little wonderland and I had to turn on Caribbean blue and I would turn off my car headlights and we (laughs) would just (laughs) go driving without the car headlights and just, (laughs) oh yeah, just enjoying. You want to leave that part out when you tell the kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we're still alive and Yeah. It's it's good stuff. But what about you? For me, I mean, there are tons, but I think there are two without fail that put me right into a particular point in time. And that is, there was a band called Electronic. It was a combination of people from New Order and, and the Smiths. Um, they, they did an album uh, in 96, and I bought that <laughs> CD 
like just a few weeks before um, my wife and I um, got married. And so what that reminds me of is moving in to this apartment. You know, she had always lived with her parents. I had always lived with my parents. (laughs) And so it was just. I mean, it was just exciting. We were moving out. We were, you know, going to get married and moving in together and starting a new life. And then we we honeymooned in Paris. And when we were there, we heard um, the Cardigans for the first time. (laughs) And that band or that that album, I think it was uh, the first band on the moon. Um, And, you know, then we just played that along with electronic just like constantly until <laughs> you know it just it wore out so anytime we put those albums on i mean it's just amazing just Bring we become newlyweds and the feeling of being newlyweds and this you know hope for the future and you know <laughs> yep. just unstoppable <laughs> um yeah yeah i love it in That's fact awesome. I, i'll probably go home and listen to right. it now that i'm mentioning it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's, it's great it's really amazing what music can do it is, it is extremely powerful and i feel like we have only scratched the surface mm. of this whole subject so i'm kind of hoping you know that we're gonna have this subject again just maybe another aspect of it yeah. you know on another on another stl topics in the future so folks um I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, listening to us yammering. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy, once again, you know, thanks for thanks for hanging out in the STL studio with me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a great, great time. Um, and folks, I hope that you come back again next week uh, to hear some more amazing stuff, amazing artists, and amazing music. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>